And white people, that's slavery shit. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> I ain't even mad at y'all about that. For real. You know what I'm saying? Black people, we be fucking with y'all about that shit. Because ain't a brother or sister in this room that has been a slave. We ain't none of us picked no fucking cotton. We wouldn't have known shit about it if y'all hadn't have made the movie Root. We wouldn't have known shit about it if y'all hadn't have made the movie Roots. We wouldn't have known shit about it if y'all hadn't have made the movie Roots. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about black Americans. We're going to talk about Africa. Not all of Africa. We're going to talk about West Africa. And we're going to begin this conversation with Ghana. And ultimately, beloved, I'm going to show you guys the power of television. I'm going to show you guys the power of cinema. I'm going to show you guys the impression that was left in our village from the work of a man named Alex Haley, right? So essentially, beloved, we're going to talk about, again, black Americans and money. But I want to just really press on your mind and show you the effects of the work that was done by a man named Alex Haley, right? So I'm going to talk about the Alex Haley's experience, his effect, his legacy, right? And then I'm going to put that together with how that affected us. I was checking out a website and of course as I check it out beloved I want you guys to check it out as well um, travelnori.com and the headline on the article reads year of return activities bring 1.9 billion dollars with a B into Ghana's economy right 1.9 billion dollars. That's a lot of chicken, beloved. 1.9 billion dollars into Ghana's economy. The year return, right? And the article reads as follows. If you do not know, or if you didn't know, 2019 marks 400 years since the first enslaved Africans were taken from Ghana Throughout the course of the year, there have been several programs, activities, and special ceremonies held to commemorate the event. Many of the events have been held in Ghana, and travelers from the diaspora have made it their priority to head to the country during this time. More than 200,000 travelers arrived in Ghana in 2019. And because of this, Ghana has now been established as a preferred destination for people of the African diaspora. All right. And uh, we can continue, but we'll stop there because we want to talk about this chicken. Well, that's a lot of chicken. $1.9 billion. 
that black folks spent in Ghana because of a slave story and a legacy that was left behind by a black American named Alex Haynes. Right. This is what I call, beloved, the Alex Haley effect. Boy, I can tell you what, beloved. Um, out of the year return, I can imagine that they, we're talking about Ghana, got a lot of travelers from Britain, maybe a few from the island, none from our brothers and sisters that live on the Pacific Ocean. None of them went over there. I can guarantee you that. Nobody from Solomon Islands. Nobody from Murray Island. Nobody from Australia. And beloved, if you look them up, they look just like you. <laughs> uh, our people in the United States and so consumed with Africa, we don't even know that black folks live in the Southeast Pacific. We don't know what Murray Island is. You know what I mean? We don't know Solomon Islands. We do not know that, right? We don't know what Melanesians is. We don't know who they are. But maybe, beloved, that's a different story for a different day. But I can assure you, beloved, they didn't go to Ghana. No, they don't get caught up in this whole Afro deal. They're not, uh, no, they don't get caught up in that, right? I can also assure you that it was not a lot of our brothers and sisters from Brazil, maybe some, but not many, that participated in this year return. Why do you say that, beloved? Because when you read something, you have to have comprehension. And they threw out of a date. Oh, I should say they threw a date out, right? And the date that they threw out was 1619. And this is the Janetown, Virginia deal. 20-some-odd Africans. That's what it says when you look at the, the landmark. But... When you go back in history, it says 20 some odd Negroes. And then when you go further back than that, it says 20 some odd niggas. And then we talk about what is the true meaning when you hear the term nigga. Now, when you look at that, though, beloved, it never said nothing about no Ghana. It just never, it just never did. 20 some odd Negroes. 20 some odd niggas, 20 some odd Africans. Didn't say where. Because if they came from Ghana, it'd say 20 some odd Ghanaians that was forced into slavery, blah, 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 blah. It didn't do that. Where do we get this connection from with black Americans being obsessed with being Africans? Beloved, when you just really think about it, I cannot put my finger, and I have thought about this, I'm talking about. I put a lot of hours in it and just going over, over research, research, and you just can't put your finger on nothing. And you start looking at old writings from our people, 1600s, 1700s. Nobody's calling them South African, 1800s. But when you get to the 1900s, boy, when you get to that 20th century, you start to see, okay, at the very beginning, it's an uptick and then you get to see everybody's afro 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 and then after the 70s that's when alex haley did his thing everybody became african because we didn't know nothing about no slave story until we got it from alex haley in ghana 
for the year return, they made a big push. It was tourism is how they got the money. They making slave. I mean, all these slave tales and <laughs> all that become tourism over there. The country has brought in celebrities from Aegis Elba to Naomi Campbell, right? And then they got some devils over there, right? Some devils that wear blue from D.C., right? Capitol Hill. Nancy Pelosi went over there and she took like 12 members from the Congressional Black Coons. Oh, pardon me. Uh, Congressional Black Caucus. And they all went over there to celebrate the year of return in Ghana in which that country amassed 1.9 billion dollars because the bulk of the people that was going over there was our people from the wilderness of North America the territory that we call the United States why why are we returning how can you return somewhere you've never been how can you return somewhere you don't know nothing about and the little that you do know about Africa, who taught you? Alex Haley taught you. Alex Haley gave you the story about roots. And this story that he created is generating money for West Africans because they're playing along with the slave story, which makes it that much more sinister, which makes it that much more dangerous. What was in Roots, beloved? We all seen it. They played it every year. It was a piece of history. And we talked about Roots many, many times on this podcast, beloved. And it was all about Kunta Kinte. Kunta Kinte is about a story of a of an African. And uh, he was kidnapped and he was brought to America. Kunta Kinte. Now, when you look at Roots, it's interesting because everybody that played in the series was all black Americans. They didn't have no Africans playing in there. Black Americans played in Roots. And truth be told, even though black Americans played in the series, Alex Haley is accredited for putting everything together, but he didn't write it. Beloved, don't you know a small hat named Harold Corlander? He was the one that wrote it's Roots is his joint. That's how come he was able to sue Alex Haley because he had a book called The African. And then Alex Haley later came out with Roots. And Harold Corlinger, the small hat, said, yo, this guy stole a third of my book, of the accounts in my book to make his film, to make his project, to make his series. What did Alex Haley say when he came out amongst us? He said, beloved... Kunta Kinte was his relative. There was his six-time grandfather, seventh-time granddad, some shit he told everybody. But that's it, it was all a farce. So when it went through the court case, um, the small hat sued Alex Haley, and Alex Haley settled out of court for six figures in 1978. He had to give the small hat $650,000. That's a lot of chicken. 1978? Beloved, let me tell you something. $650,000 is a lot of money right now. But can you imagine what that was in 1978? That was damn near like a couple million, two or three million dollars almost. And today's money, he folded. 
But let's take a look at the lines that came out the project called Roots, right? Let's just take a look at the lines that came out of that whole joint. Alex Haley again lying and said that Kunta was his six or seven time great grandfather. But again, beloved, that was a lie. Or as mama, you know, big mama would teach us to say, to be nice, say he was just telling the story. <laughs> but when you have knowledge yourself, uh, we very rarely say a person is a liar. We very rarely say that a person is telling a story. We say, beloved, that's falsehood. So when you looked at Roots and you seen Kizzy, that's falsehood. When you seen Tom Harvey, that's falsehood. When you seen Chicken George, right? Chicken George just shaking alone. No, beloved, that's that's damn. That, <laughs> that, that damn shows some falsehood there because, beloved, it's all fiction. Kunta Kinte, beloved, is a fictional character. Do you know what that means, beloved? You can hold his picture up on the wall right next to Batman, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers. They're all fiction. That came out of a man's Kunta Kinte imagination. And, beloved, it didn't even come out of a black man imagination because the brother stole the story from a small hat because that was not in our imagination. That was not our story. We don't have these accounts with somebody coming over off a boat and not, not no beloved. We don't have it. Many of us don't have that story. If you do have that story, I think that's great. If your big mama and your grandmama's grandmama have a story about them coming from Africa. Beloved, they need to put that down on paper. You and your family need to write that down on paper and then take it to Tyler Perry, you know, shopping in Atlanta. And beloved, get you a deal and make you the authentic story because beloved, up until now, all the slave movies that we got, all of them been fiction. None of them is real. Isn't that interesting though, right? They continue to give you a story that's it's not even real. One of them is close to being real. That's what the small hat Steven Spielberg, I think he put together, the Amistad, right? With uh, Simba Bay. Let us free, right? He's like, let us free, let us free. And then it's some very interesting details in that because they had to send those brothers and sisters back because enslaving them would have kind of like, it, it would have threw off a treaty. And once they showed and demonstrated that they were kidnapped, they were had to that's a it's illegal man international law they sent those brothers and sisters back to africa but you know i'm gonna tell you something that's very very interesting about that in that court case right because they was going against i think those those dude those devils that was involved they was either spanish or portuguese i can't remember how the movie went but i do remember that they said that they did not take them men talking about sinking them they didn't take them from africa they found those men in the united states suffering in the atlantic i mean uh i want to say not surfing traveling up and down in the atlantic and they were pirates now just think about the wording stop 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 a ship full of black folks traveling up and down the atlantic and they were pirates now 
in order to be a pirate if you don't know what a pirate is these are people that own boats own ships and they catch other ships lacking they stick them up they rob them and they take the goods and the booty as they would say off the other ships for themselves and those that they may rob they might kill them and throw them overboard that's how they that's how they move around but dig though just think though their defense was they were pirates beloved that means that black folks had to have a different kind of a wealth and connection in order for because if you just go to the court and say hey man they pirates if everybody just living on a plantation working from sun up to sundown and don't have no power to do nothing they'll say man black folks don't even ride on boats over here you must be out of your mind but it was a i'll let you figure out where i'm trying to go with that you know what i mean because sometimes you can't look at the front you got to be smart enough to look at the back place say yo why would you even be accused of being a pirate if black folks don't have no access to no boats they don't travel alone they don't do their own thing because they got many of our people thinking everybody that's black just sitting up on a goddamn plantation somewhere picking some cotton or on a potato plantation or on a strawberry patch like my folks was or just that's how they got us all thinking but that it didn't work like that beloved it didn't go like you were told but just coming back to this roots connection coming back to the work that Alex Haley did on our people because beloved he did a number on our people think about it think about it Gambia is what he gave us. Kunta Kinte is fiction, but Gambia is what he gave us. Alex Haley, he didn't even get the historical accounts correct. Jafior or Jafare in Gambia, where Kunta Kinte was supposedly taken from, that was a place beloved of big business. That was a place where they did the point of trade for cloth and iron and other commodities and most importantly slaves now what do we talk about on real black content form podcast beloved when we start talking about slaves what do we talk about they can't just go into some land get the kidnapping folks and just no that don't work like that because they need you for a specific plantation they need you for a specific job they just can't go in the land just snatch anybody so i always encourage my people to do the research on a slaver look up what an enslaver is look up what a slave trader is because today you know the uh, names may change but the game remains the same those men those devils was no different than what they would call like a staffing firm they were filling positions when you was a slave that mean that you had to be assigned to do manual labor workforce. That was your that was your job. You was the manual labor workforce. And then that's the first cup. Also, you had to be able to be a domestic workforce. That's how come they got the females. Also, when they did when they took slaves, slaves also became part of whatever nation that took them military. And last but not least, they were used for entertainment. Now, I want you to think about what I just told you, beloved, what the function and the use of a slave was for manual labor, right? Domestic workforce to fill up a nation's military. And last but not least, entertainment. Now, just think about this. What is your place in America? Because many of our people say, man, we out of slavery. We just, just we out of slavery. Okay, well, what are you doing in this country? 
because this is what they was taking Africans from West Africa for to be slaves to do what manual labor workforce if not that domestic workforce if not that they throw them in the military so you've seen a lot of West African slaves when they came over they was with the Spanish they was with the French they was with the Portuguese you thinking they all in the bottom of the boat with some chains on like nah bro that didn't work like that that's why it's important beloved that we have a podcast in the future where we're going to talk about when the Spaniards came over with the West Africans and they met up with the black Caribs. the black Caribs was already on the islands but you get to see when the war happened the Negroes that came from Africa was working with the devil to fight against the black Caribs. that's the part they don't tell you but baby that's a different story for a different day we're talking about Alex Hayes right we're going to talk about Alex Hayes that's the part of Gambia that he gave us Jafior Kunta Kente came from Jafior and Jafior was a place of big business all the devils always hung around there that's that's where the devils they do big business there so much so beloved look in that area in West Africa um they had an island called St. Andrews St. Andrews Island right a sailor died in um 1456 there and they named that place after him St. Andrews Island and then the English took over that island and I want to say 1661 this is a little spot right off um, Gambia and the reason why this is important is because here on Real Black Content Forum Podcast beloved we always tell you just think about it you got to do the math in your own head if the devil named a location St. Andrews Island in 1546. What does that say? They already knew each other. The way they try to paint history to black Americans is that Africans and Europeans, they didn't know each other. They didn't hang around each other. They didn't do no business. All it just They just popped up in history one day, the European, and they just grabbed some Africans and brought them to the Americas. And they don't even know the folk. No, no, it didn't work like that. They knew Africans already. Europeans have always had settlements in West Africa already. West Africans knew how to speak many of the languages that came from Europe already. Who they did not know was you on the other side of the Atlantic. They didn't know you. The minute you figure that out, the better. No, they didn't, they didn't know you. See, that's the hustle that Alex Haley gave you. Many of our people in America, they don't have their real slave trade story. They don't got no story that mama, they taking roots. Every black American is taking roots and making it look like roots is a story of their own. So when Alice Haley gave our people roots in the film, when you watch that series, right, they show you that uh, the devils went over there in 1750 or something like that. They went to Gambia. It was some young African warriors. They in training, they hanging out. They saw a white man. You know what I'm saying? They all ran away from the white man. But then Kunta, he kind of stayed behind because he never seen a white man before. He never, he just wanted to get a closer look. He never seen what the white man looked like before. And then the white man captured him, put him on the boat. And the next thing you know, he was in America. Okay, that's hogwash. Because the place that he supposedly got captured in, they've been doing business with them devils. They already know each other. That's why when they give you that slave trade story, there ain't no chains involved. Everybody's not a debtor. There's no chains involved. 
That's why when you look at the slave manifest, folks got their names on there, first and last name. They got their size on there, their height. Bro, you don't do that with kidnap people. What, what the fuck I need your name for if I'm going to kidnap you, sis? What I need your name for if I'm kidnapping you, bro? You on the manifest. That means you signing up. I'm coming to pick you up. Everything that they told you was hogwash, beloved. But I ain't tripping. Because Big Mama said, what don't come out of the wash is going to come out of the rinse. Falsehood, beloved, is coming out of the rinse. So much so that they're making money off your foolishness that they got $1.9 billion in Ghana of selling you a story that your own brother started. Just think, what could $1.9 billion could have done for black Americans if we spent that money with ourselves? Georgia, maybe it's Georgia, Mississippi, I can't remember. But one of them, I want to say Mississippi number one. I could be wrong. But last I checked, Mississippi was the blackest state in the union. And then I think Georgia came second. Um, I think D.C. way up there, but D.C. really don't count as a state. Um, one of those Carolinas come behind that. $1.9 billion of black investment can change Georgia and Mississippi because I feel as though we're going to have to get to a place where many of all our people move back south. Right? Move back south where we can take over and be powerful and control the state. Because I'm watching our brown brothers and they're very intelligent. See, our brown brothers move into the states. They're not looking so much for the cities. They just move into the states. They move into California to the overpopulate. They damn near took over Wyoming. They got New Mexico. They damn sure got Texas. They're not focusing on this city, this city, this city. We focusing on these cities. We got to get our mind off these goddamn cities and start looking at states and take over the states. Mississippi, I think we dominate as far as that may be the blackest state in the union. Like damn near 37, 40%, some crazy like that. You know what I mean? There's no reason why we shouldn't dominate all the businesses, all the politicians. Mississippi can be like our own black heaven. But we need the dollars to make it like heaven. But if we're giving dollars overseas because somebody named Alex Haley taught us a trick, it's just never going to be so. Now, Ghana got your money. They making a fool. Those hyena riding motherfuckers is making a fool out of you, beloved. You need a goddamn here in America. You need to stop fighting the pit bull and pay attention to what's really going on. This is embarrassing, bro. The year of no return. What? Oh, the year return I'm like what 1.9 billion dollars from, from we know from predominantly black folks from America gave them that money oh man y'all still got the goddamn dashiki on <laughs> this is why they got an African studies and every goddamn middle school high school college is big business it's not big business telling you it's always here I can't sell you nothing if you from Cincinnati, beloved, and you talking to a brother from Atlanta, and y'all in a room with some brother from Birmingham, and y'all all from who gonna y'all all from here? Y'all black natives. What y'all gonna sell each other? You gotta go in to make your own product up now. But you know what's interesting? How they play the native sons of America? They always teach you something that's important that have real value of you is from somewhere else. That's why 
nine times out of ten a black american's religion is from across the atlantic somewhere his real land that he came from is across the atlantic somewhere no you don't know nothing about it you can't see it you can't touch it so we're going to sell you the knowledge about it that's how come many of our people over here walking around with an unk because somebody sold them the idea they sold them some kente cloth they walking around with dashiga they got to sell you that they can't sell you no white tea they can't sell you no white tea they can't sell you no new dances you got your own dances you got your own music but they telling you they're the most valuable essence of yourself your family your tribe your religion come across the atlantic what you want to get connected with it? it's gonna cost a fee huh come buy this book so they're selling you religious books then they're selling you african spirituality think about the whole concept how silly is that a place with a billion people on it and they're selling you african spirituality there's no such thing as african spirituality if it is what what side of africa is it from south africa west africa central africa north africa east africa what kind of what kind of spirituality you got oh it's just african so what our people have learned to do or the tricksters amongst our people have learned to do is find the most westernized looking statuses and communities that's over there and sell that to you like this is real african spirituality it's a whole hustle Alex Haley got in on the hustle and then the Africans are riding his back which is very disgusting beloved listen listen I'm, I'm going to give you some game what you heard is that think about the mind of black Americans think about a place called Gambia think about the location think about the island that was right off from Gambia that they told you and I that slaves came from was captured from stolen from and those slaves could possibly be one of your ancestors the name of that place originally was called St. Andrews Island then they changed it to James Island beloved you know what they call that place today Kunta Kinte Island the Africans call it Kunta Kinte Island it's a tourist attraction who do you think they're trying to get or um, bring in as tourists to spend money to come take a look at that? You. They're trying to get your money. That's what's so disgusting about it, right? That's what's so sinister about it. Look, the Africans is building around the story of Kunta Kinte like it's real, but Kunta Kinte is a fictional character. He's fictional. He's fake. So now, beloved, if you do some research and do some look on some YouTube and some podcasts, you will see Africans from Gambia saying they're the real family of Kunta Kinte. Brother, how, more, how you can't get that much devilish than that? Imagine that a dude is a fictional character made up by a small hat, but they're real people in Gambia running around saying. They're the descendants of Kunta Kinte also. So now, beloved, when you go to Gambia, they got a slave tour now. Black Americans, come on back. See your family. See your kinfolk. They over here. This is the, this is when you come through Kunta Kinte Island, you need to come back over here and connect with your roots. And we got a slave tour for you. No, it's not free. Mobutu is charging $87 for adults to come and take a look at the Kunta Kinte Island. $44 for your children. But we want you to know about yourself. So come over here and visit the island. But it's going to cost you a fee. 
and they're going to take you on a tour to Kunta Kinte Island, beloved. Now, take a guess how many slaves came out of Gambia in 200 years. In 250 years of the slave trade. Take a guess. Less than 5,000, beloved. But that don't matter. Roots, the Mendinke land and all this, the Mendinke land, or whatever they call it, the land of Kunta Kinte, they got the whole tour for you, beloved. So much so that Senegal had to get in on the festivities. That's where you got to go to see the uh, the tour of Gory Island and the door of no return from Dakar. And they're recruiting black Americans to come over and be a part of the tour because they want to teach you your history, beloved. The Senegalese brothers and sisters want to teach you your history. They want to show you that door of no return where the Africans left West Africa to never return again to sail off into the Americas. But before they show you, we need you to swipe that card. $160 for adults. Come on, swipe the card first. We just ain't going to give you a history. We sell you a history. You want to be from here? Yeah, we're going to show you where you are from here, but it's going to cost you. Tens of millions of Africans was forced onto slave ships bound for the United States. That's what Joseph and DJ used to tell our people. He was the tour guide over there in Senegal. And then there was a devil that came back behind him, a researcher named Philip Curtin. And he said, millions came from over here he said man gory island he said look at all this door no return he said this is a hoax less than thirty-three thousand folks came from out of here and went to the see all these millions and millions and millions of people that they showed you they it just never happened so now you got to ask yourself an african that looked like you from senegal told you Roughly around 15 million Africans was forced on a slave ship and sent to the Americas. Somebody that looked like you told you that. And then the devil came back behind him and said, no, man, that didn't happen like that. That's a farce. Less than 33,000 came over here. Damn, dog. How did you miss? I'm trying to figure out with Butu. Tell me something. How, you, how did you miscount those numbers? How come y'all always miscounting these numbers? W.E.B. Du Bois started off with 100 million. Then it went to 60 million. Professor Henry Gates, who was the new W.E.B. Du Bois, he got 12 million. Nobody asks him, how did you miscount 88 million? Who miscounted 88 million people? That's not possible. It's a trick, beloved. And the Africans is in on the trick. And they're trying to trick you. And then when you look at the numbers, 1.9 million. No, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Let me slow down. $1.9 billion. They didn't trick you. They didn't trick you. Falsehood, beloved. <laughs> Your brother VJ throwing up the falsehood flag, beloved. Jo Joseph and DJ. We call him Mobutu over here. Everybody's Mobutu. <laughs> we love our brothers but they just addicted to falsehood because see black americans is a walking lick in africa don't you know that you the walking lick you got the money and soon as you get over there it's a con game to get that money out your pocket in their pocket joseph and dj though going back to the point i was finna make 
been telling black folks in America as a tour guide in Senegal after they charged it at $160, of course, that tens of millions now, tens of millions of black folks, black Africans got on the bottom of a slave ship in chains and were sent to the Americas and the devil came back and corrected him and said it was less than 33,000. How do you miscount 15 plus million people? They're not miscounting, they're lying. They're tricksters. They're working with the enemy. They gave you a good story though. You wanted to be from Africa. So they sold you the story. And as of late. Beloved. They sold you the story to the tune. Of 1.9 billion dollars. Into their economy. Not yours. Baltimore still falling over. Hmm. Detroit still falling over. Hmm. Memphis falling over. Atlanta falling over, beloved. New Orleans is falling over. Man, I went to Atlanta last year. I felt like I just wanted to get in a goddamn truck and take some bleach and uh, peroxide and just take a pressure wash and just go all through downtown. I was like, man, this shit just it's bad out here, bro. It's bad. I went to Jacksonville. I don't know. I, that's a bad example. I fell in love with Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville, Miami, and Daytona got this shit together. But everybody else, man, I felt like, beloved, I want to get in a, a big tank truck and get some bleach and peroxide and just go all through downtown, go through the whole city, just pressure wash everything. But you know what? If that community would have got a piece of that $1.9 billion, they wouldn't, they wouldn't need it. They wouldn't need no pressure washing. The money is there. Just think, though. This is what's real cold about it. This is what's so cold about it. Everybody that give you the Africa talk is a black American. How many public schools that we have that's named after Frederick Douglass, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Elijah, our greats. Let me just say it that way. Our greats. So, join the truth, our greats. Where's the school that's in our community that's named after one of them? That they came over and invested and they built the school and they taught you, hey, beloved, your true nature is to be a Igbo or Igbo, I should say. And your true nature is a Yoruba. Your true nature is an Ashanti. Your true nature is a Masa. It don't happen. It, it doesn't happen. Where is the school that's Name after one of them that they built for us. They don't build us nothing. They don't build us nothing. They don't give us nothing. They don't do nothing. They just. But they sell you the slave story. They give you that information. Yeah, it's not free. Year return activities. That's what the headlines say. Year of return activities. That mean they had a whole. It was a whole hustle, man. They couldn't wait to get your ass. $1.9 billion. How much going to circle back around? To you, nothing. And this is the double standard of black Americans. Because if you would have gave that money to devils, how, how many of you guys can remember? Because all you niggas was under a Wakandification just a couple years ago. Everybody was in Wakandification. And then the minute they seen Marvel made all that money, when the devil made all that money off of another fictional character that he sold you, the first thing black leads and black actors and activists are saying, 
Marvel need to give some of that money back to the community. They need to do this and do that. And they was making a like they're gonna make a goddamn stink about that. But when they give 1.9 billion dollars to Mobutu and family, they, I mean, he don't come and teach you how to ride on the elephant, he don't let you feed the giraffe, he don't let you come in the back and play with his hyenas or nothing. You gave him 1.9 billion dollars, and he's ain't got ain't, ASU ain't gonna get no money. Fam, you ain't gonna get none of that. Bethune Cookman ain't gonna get none of that. Fairville State University ain't gonna get none of that. It's gone. Where's the leaders then to get the? It don't happen, man. You still think skin folks is kin folks, and Mama told you all skin folks ain't kin folks. <laughs> One point nine billion dollar blood. We gonna leave it right there. God damn. <laughs> oh man, I need to I need to man, I need to get me some investors and build me a slave dungeon in the Carolina somewhere and give y'all a fake history cuz y'all love black Americans love some fake African slave story history. If I get me some good money together, some investors and I start building some dungeons over there and um South Carolina somewhere let them get a little motive, you know what I mean? Then come back and say, hey man, this is a dungeon that just give you a whole history on it. I'm going to charge you too, goddamn. I'm going to charge your black ass too. <laughs> See, you paying everybody else, you're going to pay your brother. You paying everybody else for falsehood, you're going to pay your brother for it. But I couldn't I couldn't do it to you because I love you. Man, I couldn't do it because I love you because I... Don't you know, beloved, that's a win-win if I sold you a slave dungeon in Georgia, Alabama, Florida somewhere? Or I got with some brothers from uh, Dominican Republic and I just, we put an island together and, um, oh, pardon me, not an island. We put an investment team together and we built a, a fake slave quarters and all this and sold that shit to men. We'd be rich. But we love you, brother. We're not going to give you no falsehood over here. But it's clear that you're getting... A strong and heavy dose of falsehood from over there. And now since they made $1.9 billion off your foolishness, it's only going to get worse. That's the sad thing about that. And we're going to leave it there. Mm, that's a lot of chick. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Beloved, this is indeed Real Black Content Forum Podcast. Your brother VJ. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. We got people say, we got all this money. Why is it not given to Africa? Right. Well, what is the African, what is Africa giving to us? Right. Well, what is the African, what is Africa giving to us? What if Africa can't come, came and gave to my children, mm-hmm. to my family?